Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 47 of Downfall, our moral decision podcast that challenges preconceived notions of vampires, parties vampires. and monsters, and vampires. And politics. And politics. If you're still listening, and, then I guess you like it. now it's time to kill more vampires. What? And now it's time to go kill more vampires. Right, says one party member, but the rest are... Hesitant, at least, or something? No, I'm totally in for killing all vampires. <laughs> I'm hesitant. The dwarf at this is point. not down for and it. I know Elias was not particularly in, on board with that either, but that's that's your guys' deal, so you're the party. All right, so last time the party talked with two vampire leaders. They dusted one of them and gave the other one an unpleasant conversation, so he turned into mist and left. And, and uh, we also killed Jimmy. Yep, and Jimmy's gone, which I'm kind of sad about, but hey, it's just how the game goes, you know? So, Kind of. The dwarf is distraught about it. Yep. Sometimes good people die. And sometimes whatever the heck Jimmy is dies. <laughs> whatever the heck Jimmy was. <laughs> yeah, a shade? Can they die? A good shade. It's like a virus? Can you kill something? But if you became a vampire, you're taking it over. Well, as far as we know. What you would know from common religious knowledge is, yes, shades can die. If, if their host body thing, like vampire werewolf, is killed, it destroys it. Mm-hmm. And my daughter is crawling across the floor for unknown reasons. And that's really good, because I just guessed, because um, Caius has no idea how you kill a shade. Yep. All right, so that's where you guys are at. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you'd come to a group cons- consensus of killing all vampires. In this uh, place. No. No. Oh, I'm saying? going to kill more vampires. I'm heading that direction. Well, we like, I'm okay with killing all the ones that were rebelling, but Wait, I'm not okay with even... killing all the good ones. Sorry. <laughs> all right, um, you can sit for just a minute. But only if you're did, did Gaius leave in the way that he seemed to have left? Where I just start walking? Yeah. Well, I... I'm assuming that if somebody starts talking or something like that, I'm going to stop and listen. Okay. Well, you just completely left the board, so I didn't know if you like bolted and ran or something. Um, oh no, I just moved. He's still there. Here's just now. zoom out. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Why the hesitation? Uh, one, uh, just interacting with Jimmy. I who saw, wasn't a vampire? Who wasn't a vampire? He was a shade, for sure. Uh, but even then, he broke our preconceived notions of what a shade could be. Like. He willingly no, he didn't. helped. Yeah, he did. He willingly helped us to make us better, rather than just taking us over as old people, which he totally <laughs> he could have. have done that for you, but he didn't change anything for me. No, I'm not saying he changed. I, I think he. Well, he broke my preconceived notions of a shade, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this guy, although I don't trust him, I think at least we could use him to some sort of ends. Yeah, or, I was hoping to do that, but he seems so wrapped around with his finger that to be able to use him seems very difficult. That's the thing I'm also worried about, is if he's that wrapped around Residente's number finger, and he's as powerful as he thinks he is, how much more powerful is Residente when we go and face him? Wait, we're going to have to face him? Maybe, if we kill all those vampires. Wait, what? Our mission was to go to the South Warrens. Yeah. So we don't need to stay here and kill all these vampires. The only reason we came to this place to fight the vampires was so... Because then... Jimmy the Shade would help us out. But if we leave these vampires alive, now Resonati knows of our disobedience. We didn't disobey. Disobedience. Both sides claim to be following Resonati. And if he'll know of it either way... Not if we contain and kill every vampire here. And then he's like, huh, where are those vampires that I was talking to? <laughs> that were Let supposed to help oh, my team. They're, they're, all, they're all gone, but he would have no idea it was us who killed them. Would he? Would he not? Also, I don't know what you guys are talking about, because yeah. I don't deal with Resonati. I'm here to kill some vampires. Resonati has been our patron for I thought you were here. some time. Yeah, why did we enter, we we ran into him in the Warrens? Yeah, why did you just, uh, just before we entered just the Warrens? Oh yeah, just before it was yeah. like at the entrance. Why yep. did you come on this adventure again? I'm a member of the Adventurers Guild. I ah. came as an as a member of the expedition. So this is exactly and what you were assigned to your to your team 
because I don't have my own, and then we were separated. Yeah. So he's here for other reasons than us. You're here and for... I, I have some RP to go for, and I point at the dwarf and go, you look really familiar, but I don't know why. That is for you to think, and me not to disclose. <laughs> So you came to down here for things like killing a bunch of vampires. Yes. And you've already been made aware of our alternate reasons for coming down here. Uh, apparently it has something to do with Resonate, and I don't know why you would want to serve someone who is clearly so evil that he would have vampires under his thrall. He was not clearly so evil. I look at you with a very confused look on my face and gesture around us. He's not. Do you see any... If you didn't have, and I hold out the letter, this, how could you possibly know that Resonate was in control of what was going on here? Because they said so. So... Both of them did, and they were clearly against each other, so why would they say, why would both of them agree that Resonante was in control of this situation-ish when they are fighting against each other? Why would they both place the blame on a third party and the same third party? Well, I'm not disputing the fact that Resonante did have influence down here. I am disputing your unabashed claim that it is clear that Resonati was as evil as he is without having a vampire whom you clearly don't trust. So you don't trust them to do what they say unless they say something that already agrees with your preconceived notion. Oh snap, I guess. I see two vampire clans, essentially, fighting against each other, both claiming to work for Resonate. If they both claim to work for Resonate, it's a logical assumption to assume that they at least did, at one point in time, work for Resonate and that there's a divide in the group. Therefore, vampires work for Resonate. You follow the logic? Oh yeah, like I said, I'm not... The vampires work for Resonate, therefore Resonate is evil or else he wouldn't work with vampires. But then you asked us a question earlier, how could we possibly work for, for someone who is so, so evil, who clearly worked, I... who is so clearly evil... We... Point of clarification, I asked you that question. Exactly. How can we... So. You didn't ask us. You just asked you, apparently. Oh, you just asked me. Yeah. Because I asked you that question in a message. Oh, I'm mixing them. At least I thought I did. I, I think the gist of it revolves around... With new information being gained, do you still serve someone? Because now, with the new information, you could discern or say he is evil. I know, sweet. I gotta send you back to mommy. Oh, well, I don't know if I would be able to say anything about Resonante now. I thought I understood his original goals, but clearly his original goals extend far beyond helping the city. So my knowledge I would say, is insufficient at this point. I would say that at this point his goals have nothing to do with helping the city if he's willing to work with vampires to achieve those goals. Let's say you can uh, necessarily say all of his goals are evil because he works with vampires. I think we're getting lost here. At this point, I think controlling the situation and killing the vampires in this facility 
would help us stay in more control. If we walk away, now Resonate knows that we, Resonate knows that we know that he's a vampire. Resonate knows that we know that he's working. Resonate is a vampire. Well, that's what they're assuming. That's their implication. I didn't catch that. I just caught that he was very old. Maybe he's a dragon. That would be a very interesting twist. That would be actually. <laughs> I was hoping to be able to use, you know, Pariah's group to gain more information about Resonate. But now, that's no longer an option. So if we don't clear out this nest, we lose any advantage that we've gained, because now Resonate knows. He always he seems to work very well with knowing information. With the way Pariah disappeared, the probability is that Resonate will know whether or not we clear out this nest, because I'm doubting that he stayed here. How big is this facility? Uh, manor house. Manor house? So if I was to go around casting Alarm, which covers 20, 20 by 20 square around all the portals, couldn't really, would that be enough? So 20 by 20, that's, uh, what, so 100 feet? 100 square feet, um, 100 foot on a, on, a, on a side, essentially. No, 20 yeah. by 20, 20 would be a 20 foot on a side. Oh, not 20 squares on a side. Yeah. Uh, you have been 20 squares. No, no, 20 feet. Like to cover all the doors? Yeah, so if I cover all the portals so that we know who leaves and who doesn't. You could probably do it. Okay. I could alarm every portal so that way we know who gets in and who gets out. And then at this point, we can, if we don't find Pariah and who's left, then we know that Resonate knows. And then we can make a decision there at that point. Do we continue to follow his plans? Okay. I'm more for that. Okay. Um, do you guys want to roleplay killing a ton of vampires, or do you want to like do the combat actually all drawn out? No, we wanted to see if we could find Pariah in the house first. Well, we would have to basically... I just want to kill vampires. I don't care how we do it. Okay. As I'm inclined to skip detailed combat of the same monster over and over, like, a dozen times. Yeah. Because right. that would actually get pretty stale pretty fast. And if I'm going to do more combat, I want it to be interesting. Um, Wait, I thought we decided... I'm sorry, I got confused then. I thought we decided that we would see if Pariah was here, because if Pariah escapes, then we wouldn't kill the vampires, but if he's still here, then we would kill them all. That, that is what you're planning, but if there are other vampires around that are still hostile, while yep. you're searching, you're going to have we'll to kill, We'll kill the hostile ones, yeah. right. not the unhostile ones. Right. Yeah, okay, I'm down. I'm killing them all. Okay, so um, as you guys travel... Uh, yeah, no, so we, did, we just had a disagreement about what we're doing. We we're going to go into a room... And we'll, there's friendly vampires in there. Kais is going to attack them immediately, and everyone else is going to say, true, no, don't right. attack them immediately. I don't know how to resolve this conflict other than to incapacitate Kais. <laughs> <laughs> that's not easy. And that's not going to work very well. I could do it. Because his wisdom saves probably crap. Mine? Yeah. As a bard? Probably not. Oh, yeah, I thought that. Yeah, you're part bard. I forgot about that. It's my int save that's garbage. What is that spell I've got? Augury. So this is where you guys implode on yourselves. By casting Jemmy and... Yeah, this is how. Do we have a minute for me to cast Augury? Yeah. Probably. You've been standing in this room arguing for at least ten. Alright. I'm going to be standing there for one minute doing a weird little spell. Uh, the D- so, you receive an omen from an, un- from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. The DM chooses the f- following possible omens. Wheel for good results, woe for bad results. Wheel and woe for both good and bad results. Right, right. I remember you casting this before. Yeah. Spell doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome, such as Casting of additional spells or the gain or loss of a companion. It's like just right now, if, if X was to happen, would it be good or bad? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do it. Go cleric. Well, the question I guess I need to ask then is um, Would it, yeah. Would it be. Bad for us to leave 
Any vampires alive? What am I allowed? Wheel, woe, both or neither? Yeah. Would it be yeah. bad for you guys to leave any vampires alive? Bad for us. Bad for you guys to leave any vampires alive. All the four of us. Or ever, everyone in the party. Um, I don't want to answer that one. Do I even roll? No. I don't think you have to. No. Nope. Pretty easy. It's a ritual. Oh. Cleric ritual. Augury. It's actually a different. It's um, not just clerics. It's only knowledge domain clerics. Ah. I think. You master. I, I think it's a wizard spell. Yeah, mostly. but but yeah. Um, you've asked I'm, your question in a negative form. So yeah. if I said, like, whoa, does that mean bad thing happens to you? Or am I saying, no, it wouldn't be a bad thing, blah, 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 whatever. Um, if we do not... What will happen if we do not kill every vampire? Okay, okay. For the party. In, yeah, in this place. What will happen if you don't Will it be good, or will, will it be wheelie? You get wheel and whoa. Yeah, I knew it. As you... Yeah, I knew it. Always would. Part of it actually could have been more definitive if he had asked his question just a little differently. Can you cast it again? Um, every, if I, every time I cast it, there's a 25% chance of getting a random answer. Oh, you only got one answer out of it? What? It's not like a series of answers, like 20 no, questions? No, it's one. I don't think it is. Question. Yeah. And if you ask the second one, then there's only a 25%, or there's a 75% chance that... So basically, yeah. It'll be a well, correct answer and not a random answer. He's praying for a spirit of Palo or something to answer. And right. Well, Wheel and Woe does give you some information, because it says that leaving some of them alive won't only do bad things to you guys. Yeah, that's a tough question, because there are ones that we do probably want to kill them entirely, and possibly some that we don't. Quite possibly. That's the way I would interpret that. But we don't know which ones. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and do the, the in-game part of it. Yes. Elias, what did your... Your reading of the bones tell you. It's could be both good and bad. It would be both good and bad. Yes. So just not killing all of them would be both good and bad. Yes. For you. For us as a partner. Okay, here's where I stand on this, and then we should make a decision to move on. Yeah. Um, if we do nothing, we leave Resonade with all the power and all the control. Yes. If we kill every all the vampires here, we maintain some modicum of control. If we don't kill all of them and some of them escape, then we maintain some control, but we clearly and definitively set ourselves against Resonate. And, and we need to find if we clear them out, we do reduce Resonate's power overall. And Resonate is the best one of all the ones that we've interacted with so far. <laughs> yes, but there's several other house patrons that we didn't even get to interact with. Yes, true. Probably good eight houses or so you guys haven't even And this to. letter... And I pat my my belt pouch. The one that I have. Did you? <laughs> you pat his belt you pouch. Gave it to me. Oh yeah. I pat your belt pouch. <laughs> Will certainly can garner us quite a lot of favor in in whichever house we choose to to work for. So they would be it would be more of a symbiotic relationship than simply a patron relationship. That's where I stand. So for me, I like controlling the situation. So. I'm going for clear out the nest. I mean, I guess if we clear out the nest, even if whatever his face, the green guy, escapes. Yeah, Pariah. Pariah's business. team may not necessarily be entirely mad at us, mainly because they wouldn't give us any freaking information. Right. It's true. I'm, I'm a damage control guy. <laughs> There's a difference. Yes. There's a difference between control and damage. Damage control. Right. Because you don't necessarily have to assume that you're going to be, like, you know, going oh, against I... your patron at the moment. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's reasonable to so assume. Yep. Yeah. Also, yeah, he didn't warn us about this. But he's so ours, so we, we have got, to do this based on this. Yeah, we, we could think that the, everything they've said so far has been a lie. Very easy. Yeah. Well, he did have some specific information about what our role is. What? Go to the South Warrens. Like, nobody knew we were doing the, that other than Wabira. But the bad one's the one that gave us the information in this letter. So we didn't even receive it from the good guys. That's true. <laughs> bad and good in this per- between out of character. Yeah. Bad and good differentiation between these two doesn't seem to really have much of a distinction because one is just break away from Resonate and the other is continue to follow Resonate. That's the only distinction that there but really is. He wants to make them not evil. I was, I was assuming bad in the sense of like we chose that we would turn on one of them, so that instant, that makes them bad to us if we turn on them. Just like if we decided to turn on Resonante, well, that would then make him bad. Not necessarily, because it eyes. could just be you had more opportunity to turn okay. on red, not green. No, that would make sense as well. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, well, red, red gave it to us, not the right. Green. But but I agree. Essentially, good and bad have no meaning until you know more about what Resonante's eventual goal was. All right. Yeah, My character was has been mostly convinced. To do what? To take them all out? I think so. Alright, I'll do it. <laughs> I I figure... Paylor might... would never be upset with killing a vampire, but he might be upset with not killing a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. Good logic. Okay, so you guys are going to move through the house. Mm. Um, you're going to encounter... Maybe 10 to 15 vampires. Mm-hmm. Most of them already fairly weak from a week of fighting. So without a whole lot of trouble, you guys are able to take them down. Um, I was going to say, you know, roll some number to see just kind of what percentage of your health you lose, but I'm willing to bet you guys are going to rest after this, so it yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah, we'll definitely rest. Um, but at the end of your search and killings, you don't find any sign of Parias. Um, of Parias. Which I assume and you don't find any sign of any vampires that, you know, try to be friendly. All the ones that were here were definitely hostile hostile towards you. Oh, well, that's nice. That works out great for us. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Huh. Yeah, well, we did spend quite a lot of time discussing, conversing. You did, in like fact. 30 minutes, minutes of that. Yeah. All right, well. Which is the whole plan all along. So now what? Do we have no- we find our way to the South Warren? Yeah, let's do the South Warren. That's also... Why would we can, Why would we go to the South Warren at this point when we know that that's where Resonate wants us to go? Because that's, that's where the city guard wants us to go. Sometimes you declare peace with your enemy. That way it confuses them. 76 rule of acquisition. <laughs> I was thinking it's because... So far, the city guard has been doing a good job. <coughs> yeah. In one sense, we were given this... Um, we just found out that Resonante wanted us to go there. We, we... No, well, no you said, know Resonante wanted you to go here. He said, get in good with the city guard. We asked the city guard what they needed. They said, clear up, um, get rid of the guy who's sitting on the South Warren and not doing a good job guarding it. Since he's just a corrupt citizen. Yeah, so in one so sense... our plan was to go into the... Th- come out of the South Warren, make it look like monster attack or something. Yeah, that's true. You were supposed to come out. out and make it look like monsters were busting loose so that the city guard would have an excuse to come in and kick this guy off his... Technically, what's his property. Right, and so we're actually working for Wagura to do this job. Technically, yes. Uh, not Resonate. And while Resonate may have tendrils here... It may be good for us to maintain good relationships with Walgura. Also, possibly use them against Resonante if we choose to follow that. Path. Also, we're kind of lost. <laughs> That's kind of true, I suppose. That's why we needed the vampires to tell us where we go. That's right, and now Jimmy's gone too. So, well, we didn't think that. They thought we needed that. Yeah. So we still think. I still think we can find the South Warriors. We know where we're going. No, we don't, because we don't know where Jimmy took us. Yeah, you're a lot deeper than you. We um, have no idea where we are. Because hmm. Jimmy didn't know where we were. 
Right. There was no way for him to explain to us. He didn't know where you were intending to go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, I just thought of a new direction to take this, and I like it. I like it a lot. Do we have any path? I, Elias, do you have any guidance from Paylor and helping mm. us get to where we need to go? My studies have revealed very little. Of a direction in the... Well, we had we had some maps. Did we, didn't we have a map? Of, oh, yeah. Don't we have that map that will show a one-mile area? Did you? No. I, no, no. I meant we actually had some maps of the Warrens, right? Wasn't the map of a one-mile area in Traveler? No. There was some magic map at some point, but that I think was it was in, an old campaign. Yeah, that was old D&D. Okay. But we do have some maps of the Warren. Thank you, Cade Hill. Yeah. Actually, we do. Yeah, if I remember, yeah, I did buy some. All right, let's spend, them. Yeah, let's spend some time studying the maps for where we are. You took them from the Adventurers Guild, right? Yeah. yeah. And trying yeah. to figure out, because we're a little higher up, are we, right? We're closer well, to the surface? Well, or farther from the surface. I guess after Jimmy um, took you guys to the temple, you did move upwards to get here. So you're not as deep as you were with Jimmy, but you're not sure if you're, still, if you're back up to you know, the shallow areas, yeah. so to speak. And I took a key mind. I've been mapping. We've been mapping where we've been. Keen minds. Say that before, so that would be minute. Ranger. Keen, keen mind, which helps me do something. Navigate. Keen mind, you can remember everything, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a. Um, here forward, I've decided that I'm going to map it because I'm going to sell the maps that we do create. Where, it's probably where's a good idea. Fence? I just wrote down keen mind. Feats are... Foots? Is it after adventure gear? Yes, of course it is. Because <coughs> they can't maintain there, the same order. L-M-N-O-K. <coughs> you always know which way is north. Uh... You always know the number of hours left before the next sunrise or sunset. You can accurately recall anything you have seen or heard within the past month. I guess it might help us navigating, figuring out which way is north. It doesn't say that... Yeah, it won't tell you where you are. I was able to remember... I was, I guess, knocked out entirely at one point and don't know. Right. Unless there was... And there was no things. The last place you knew for sure where you were was in that crypt area before you all got folded. Right. Well, we maybe have, I could have guessed, made some guesses from the architecture and the flow of any drops of water or air currents. Give know. me some kind of roll for that, and it might work. It just This is just probably straight up intelligence. Yeah. A crit, 20s. That's pretty good. Um, you know enough to know you're not on the maps that the Adventures Guild have. Yeah. Because they don't really go into dangerous areas mm-hmm. as much as they'd like to think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you're guessing... The, the main direction you need to head is up and south. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then let's... We have... Yeah. Let's move in that direction until we feel like we're in an area that is on the maps. Mm-hmm. And then try and get it from there. Do you have the ability to know which way is south? Don't dwarves have that ability? Well, it, it, I I'm, say out loud. I don't know if I do. I know they have in previous versions, but I just don't remember if they do in this one. If I do, it'd have to be some kind of supernatural thing. I think. I can't think of any natural way with no sunlight. Maybe magnets? (laughs) (laughs) Compass? Does it have... Are compasses even in... I believe they're right at the edge of the technology that would exist. And if they're not, they are... Component pouch. Nope. It's like a compass. Well, either way, whether or not it exists, you guys don't have one, so. Mm. I could build one. Uh, Dwarves do not have that um, no stone sense anymore. Boo. That's a, a shame. Well. So off you guys go, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, since this is old parts of the city, maybe we can get some clues from the architecture and the layout. Right, that's why I said that you know you kind of want to go south. Um, Because you guys know, if you know your history, which your character does, Elias, um, you know that the oldest parts of the city, the parts of the city that were like 
you know, even before the rise of the Ascendant, the big evil guy, yeah. that all those were in the south side of town. So, mm. you know, you're, you're essentially trying to find historical keys of architecture and working your way. Yeah. Whenever I make an intelligence or history check related to the origin of stonework, you're considered proficient in history skill. Nice. That's oddly specific. So you specific. get to add your, your dex or your, your proficiency bonus. So I get to so add double my proficiency bonus to the check instead of my normal proficiency Oh, man. Cool. Oh, because you're already proficient? Yeah. I'm okay with that. It's so specific, you're almost never going to get a chance to use it, and this is the chance, so I'm cool. Yeah, it's really specific. I only use it one other time when down here when we're in the temple. Yeah. Where are my dice? Twenty-six. That's pretty good. All right, you have a pretty clear direction of which way you guys need to head. More or less, anyway. <clears throat> Move the marker for where you guys are here. So I probably know how they constructed the buildings and where they would place the cornerstones. Probably how they set them up. Right. More or less. Uh, you tell where ancient roads are. That sort of thing. Okay. Um. You guys, do you have food? I have some rations. Mm-hmm. Yep, rationed up. Okay. Lots of them. Uh, given you can't go in a straight line, you guys travel for about a day. I also have Mason's tools. We'll give them back. Not, but I have them. It's not terribly helpful. I can build a wall. I actually don't have any food. Oh, wait, no, I have uh, one. I only have... Oh, I'm out of food now. <laughs> wait, you're out of food, too? Yep. Why? I had one ration left. How, how many? We've been down here what a day now? Yeah, a day and a half. Okay. I Plus, have, however long you rolled. I have ten rations, so I've used up one. I'll spread no, around. No, I didn't use one because uh, that's his face fed us. Jimmy did. Oh, okay. So I have ten rations, which I spread around the folks. Well, remember, you guys don't have to count rations anymore because that's what the whole point of the cost of living thing is. Yeah. I just, you know, it's it's a, do you have food or do you not have food? If you do have food, don't worry about it, because your cost of living, you would just say, I replenish that with my cost of living, sort of thing. Okay. So, so no, no the specific number, unless you're down here for a very long time, isn't really going to be important. So okay. you're fine, then. Okay. But he's not. Right. Josiah's character is not. Kai's. Oh, well, then I will definitely food. share with so guys. Half rations. Right. Okay. I'm used to it from fasting or something, because I'm a little so you guys are then traveling through. You're finding the kind of architecture you're looking for. Um, okay, it sounds everything's going good until you guys. Are you all looking at the map? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Let's see the map. To control click. Yeah. Control click. Shift click. Shift click. There we go. Okay, so you guys end up. Um, you're passing through a ruin, and you go to open this heavy stone door, and you open it, and on the other side is chasm. Good. So wind is suddenly whipping in your face. You know, like the wall that was next to you extends out maybe a foot before the masonry is just crumbled. And Ooh, it's just... You told us about this. Yeah. Which? So oh, we're about look. here. I can climb the wall, guys. And I got ropes. <clears throat> and looking up, you, um, you guys remember that this side of the city hey. has a really tall wall. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes things come up from the chasm. Looking up, you guys can see your... Can we see the descent from here? Yes. Um, you're maybe 1,400 feet down. It's not so bad. It's not so bad, but it's definitely a climb. Well, we don't want to climb up. We want to get into the ones from underneath. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, you at least now so can see where you are. So do we just go around? I, can, I have Mason's tools. I can build a bridge to another opening on the side of the cliff. <laughs> suppose you could. But yeah, you guys can see the descent from here, the prison that's hanging over the side. It may take months, though. <clears throat> and it's essentially kind of like a... a Roughly cubish shape, dangling from a, the thickest chain you've ever seen. Wait, what do we see? The descent, the prison. Oh. So it's dangling from like a chain that's ridiculously thick, and it's uh, not—it's heavy enough that it's not really going to move. I mean, it's not like blowing in the wind or anything. But the prison itself is roughly cubic shaped, so there's this big kind of masoned gray cube. Can we see the cube or just the chain? You can see the cube from here. It's we're, we're under, are we underneath it? And not quite. I mean, it's, you know... Do we see anybody on it? On the prison itself? Uh-huh. No, it's too small to make that up. Okay. Is it open, though? Is it an open cube? 
Um, yeah, in the best interests of, of Song of Ice and Fire, there are some sky cells. So, cells that are just open, you know, with no far wall and slightly slanted so that the occupants are kind of driven mad. <clears throat> okay. This is a prison really for the, the worst of the worst. It's not a, it's not a nice place. So, so they'll really eventually fall out because they can't hold themselves. Probably, yeah. And usually if something swarms up from the bottom, well, you know, if, if the descent gets overwhelmed and so the prisoners die, well, house cleaning, I guess, right? So be it. So be it. So I've, I'm oriented now. And can we find this location on the maps? Like where you are now? Yeah, yeah so we can go back south. through and find the South Warren. We were already oriented. That's what I did my whole check for. Okay. Right. The maps that the uh, guild created don't quite go this far south. I never went to the wall itself. Right. Mm. But you're guessing you could probably find your way back to those known tunnels from here. Probably. Okay. Oh. We do that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, which part do I want to jump you guys to here? I'm making it out really fast, too. Otherwise, I'll forget to do the episode synopsis and totally forget what the episode <laughs> was about. So right. I have to kind of write that as we go. Um... You guys are actually able to make your way to the underside of the South Warren pretty easily. I mean, you get there without a whole lot of trouble. <clears throat> the more troubling part is you're not really seeing creatures you can incite to pop out. Because there's, you know, that little point if you just kind of come up from the other side and are like, hey, what up? Right, there's no, like, easily incitable creatures like goblins. Right, you're not, you haven't come across any hordes of goblins or any, gnolls. you know, signs of them or gnolls or anything. No giant, you know, purple worms. Well, a purple worm would be a little much to bring. Yeah. Hmm. What are we deciding? At the end of the day journey. Yeah. You, you've made your way to the South Horn, but there seem to be no monsters you can rustle out. There's no monster here? So wait, what does it look You're like? You're not even seeing any in this area at this time. What does it look like? You've climbed your Let's way back up to sewers, essentially. So you've been, like, for the last, like, hour before you got to the entrance, you were tromping through a sewer system that's eh, mixed Where's between Jimmy parts and these parts. Let's take some time. Oh, yeah, that's right. We killed him. <laughs> no, no. Let's, uh, let, me send a, let me send a familiar. A what? A familiar. You have a familiar? I, if you give me an hour. I can. I can. You can have a familiar. Uh, I think it's an hour, ain't it? Let's check and then we can actually see, because this is an odd thing for there not to be any monsters around here, so perhaps the guards are able to... They actually already have control of the South Warren, which would make our trick meaningless. Pointless. <laughs> Hooray! Absolutely pointless. Either that or the vampires that control the South Warren. Or the vampires. Yeah, give me an hour. I love being the DM, because about half of this I'm making up as I go, but only about half. <laughs> And the half I'm coming up with, it, some of it plays off things you guys say, where you say something and I go, that made me just realize I could do this I other know. thing that would be way that's, better. That's half the reason why I say all my really good ideas. Yeah, it's great. All I right, um, I cast, we take an hour, I cast Find Familiar, give myself a familiar in the form of a rat. Okay, not hard to find one. Well, you create a familiar. This yeah. is like a, a spectral familiar. You're like gathering up organs and junk and... It's not. I, I got you. I got you. It's a ghost of a rat. Right. Ghost and rat. So I send my rat up there, and I look. Or I'm able to look through his eyes. Yeah. Into the South Warren, and who's in control? Um, most of the Warren doors are kept sealed shut most of the time, unless there's good reason, you know, to go in because you never know when something would come up. Um, this one, however, is slightly ajar. Which is disturbing. And it's, and it's set horizontally, so it's not a, a door upright. It's more like a cellar door, a trap door kind of thing. It's just really big. Um, you send your rat up through, and your rat is now seeing things that if your rat was a human and a child would be illegal. Yes. As the building you are in is definitely a house of ill repute. Ah. How ill is How ill is this repute? Because apparently they have an open Sounds door fun. open door to the monstrous wards. Are there monsters up here? The room you are in seems to be themed. To cater to such? <laughs> There's a facepalm, there listeners. If you there couldn't hear ball. it, there was quite the facepalm. Yeah, as you know, some people really like danger, and uh, you know, the owner of this uh, establishment seems to be okay with playing off of that. So, Okay, I continue to check around. 
Just run your router. To run know. the router around the building. And as far as you can tell, the owner of this building or whoever's in control here is definitely the slumlord that you know is the one who's been in control of this place for a while. It okay. doesn't seem like there's a change in the status quo. Okay. I return my rat to me, or I send him into the pocket dimension because I don't need him for a while. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I relay to you guys what my rat saw. It's clearly still controlled by the slumlord. I should give you like a minus one to all checks for a while due to what you just saw. <laughs> I deserve it. Huh. Wait, no, it's called... Oh. Do you have inspiration? Take it away. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> I did, but now it's gone. You luckily used it. It was scarred. You were forced to use it to survive. Right. Yeah, there you go. Bluff died in... Alright, so that's what you see. Alright, so the Slumlord is still in control, so if we can rustle up some kind of, you know, goblin horde or null attack, that would be better. Use a druid when we need it. Oh, right. <laughs> hey, don't blame me for that. Yep. <laughs> I know. It so, is funny. while you guys are standing there talking, okay. near the end of your conversation, um, you start suddenly seeing a whole bunch of rats. Yeah. Appear out of a lot of different corridors. Oh. And they're scrambling towards you, but you guys have been in enough fights to tell this is not like a crazed, murderous rat horde. This is a terrified rat horde. Uh oh. Let's follow the rats. And no. the rats are heading upwards as fast as they can. Let's, Let's head downwards down as down. fast as we can. Downwards. Wait, what? Yeah, we want I to grab see what's and carrying them. them. Oh. This is going to be very unique. I hope you guys like this. All right. We definitely haven't done anything like this before. Um, you guys start to head down. You know, you climb down a couple of ladders, jump down a few spots. Well, as we're going, I'm going to ask, so, like, so what, we're going to lure whatever it is to the South Warren? Yeah. Okay. Right, it's essentially. And as you're going, occasionally you still see, like, hordes of animals, small rodents, etc., fleeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I am instantaneously lighting small campfires along the way. Because I can do that. Does it, like, leave logs behind? Well, I'm assuming there's logs down there. Oh, probably. I mean, there's all kinds of flammable junk yeah, down there. Yeah, that's sure. what I'm assuming. Okay. Um, so at one point, you guys, you know, have gone down a few ladders and a few spillways, and you're tromping through a tunnel that actually smells fairly fresh, all things considered. You know, maybe this is an older one. And you guys get to the end of it, where it opens into a bigger room, and there's a bit bigger of a spillway, maybe one that's, I don't know, 15-foot drop. And... Let's see, what kind of check would I have you guys do to... To know monster lore. Intelligence. Do bards just have that bardic knowledge anymore? They took that away too, didn't they? Pretty much. I like this edition, um, but it has some things all, that are lacking. Yeah, all of the the what you know stuff is now just straight in checks. Right. Okay. Well, I guess I can play it then as as a bard. You hold, you'll have an easier check than the rest because they got rid of a little bit of the flavor stuff on that side for the character technique. Yeah, alright, well, whatever. Um, so give me, I guess, everyone just give me an int check here for recognizing monsters. So if you think your character would be bad at it, give yourself like a negative three or something, or a negative four. Hmm. Or if you think right, your character I'll do would an, be... I will roll an int check. Yeah, or if you think you'd be particularly good at recognizing monsters... I got a two. two. I also got a two. Alright. Seventeen. Where's my die? Int? Yeah. Oh, I didn't do well. Seven. No, eight. Okay. Down to Morthok, I guess. That's why it's Morthok and Friends. That's exactly why it's Morthok and Friends. Um, That's why he's our the bottom, leader in quotes. The bottom of this entire chamber is, you're guessing probably for a depth of two or three feet, covered in something kind of black and oozy. And you've done enough adventuring or heard enough and seen enough that if, if this wasn't so large, you would swear that this was some kind of ooze. Mm-hmm. Right, a living ooze, like a gelatinous cube type thing, except... You know, this thing is filling this entire floor of this chamber, and it looks like, you know, the black continues down um, side, you know, tunnels and stuff at the bottom. And it is rising, slowly. That also does not sound like a news to you, but it it looks like one. You know, this almost looks like a news, but it looks too big to be a news. I did not like a news at all. I mean, it's rising? Slowly, yeah. I throw kind of right a torch into it. Yeah. Probably about it's rising at about a rate probably of maybe an inch every. Is there is there five or six seconds maybe an inch every round? Is there a path where I can send the rat to go towards the source of the ooze? 
if you could guess which way the source is. Yeah. It doesn't seem that there's any one particular direction that's more sourcey than another. Hmm. You throw a torch in? Mm-hmm. Uh, when it hits the surface... I don't want to describe it. This is such a different thing, but I have to do it in a different way. Um, the torch is going to go out. It will scorch some of the black stuff. But think of it like cornstarch and water. So, like, imagine that you had a scorched part of cornstarch and water. Like, so, like as the torch sinks, it's kind of just, you know, eventually folds in around whatever the scorched part was. But is it... Uh, like when they throw the ring is into the lava? non fluid, though? Like... I would assume most oozes are non-Newtonian. I guess it is. So but it's they're alive, like and they're magic. And okay. magical. Okay. And it sinks in fast enough that you're like, if I was to try to walk on this, it would be bad news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, Wait, how, can we illuminate the room that we're in entirely? What do you mean? Like, would oh, the tornado light up? Yeah. Um, like, what are you attempting to do? I want to see where if it's like pouring in from somewhere or if it's pouring in from underground or something. If you light a torch, it will probably reveal a few things, I would assume. Okay, well, he lit that torch before throwing it. Though. That's true. So you were paying attention? Yeah. Give me a perception, then. Yeah. Well, I pull out an ever-burning torch, or whatever they call that. Glow stick? Sun rod? No, they got rid of those. Oh. Did they get rid of ever- didn't they get rid of ever-burning torches, too? Probably. probably. Perception is... But I like them, 12. so fine, you have them. Twelve. Perception of twelve? So okay. I bought one. What you notice before the torch hits is the blackness of the surface is... Not due to lack of light. It's actually black. Mm-hmm. And it does have a bit of a, sh- a sheen to it. There's some specular lighting there. It reflects the light a little bit. So it's like <laughs> shiny black almost. So sort of like Indian ink. <laughs> sort of like, yeah. So also still like an ooze for or the most oil. part. Um, you also can see that as it's rising, it's doing so with like a very slight undulation. So it's not like it's just perfectly rising, you know, as if you were pouring water. It's not like a trap full of water where it just rises. You can tell it's like there's kind of you know, emotion to it. It's like what John's doing there. Sort of a back and forth, you know, slowly. So, like, as it gets bigger, you maybe see from, like, a couple of the tunnels just a very slight wave of, you know, or a ripple of material kind of come in and, like, you know, dampen out. It's like it's tight. I cast Mage Hand and have the hand pick up some ooze. No. How much weight can Mage Hand pull? Ten? It's either ten or one. Ten pounds. Okay. You grab the hand around some views, but it's held together. Whatever you know, there's actually something binding it together. Um so you tug, but it's not it's not gonna separate. And it continue with how how at its rate can we estimate when it will hit the South Warren slum? Well, an inch around, right? So that's, what, 10 inches a minute? Uh-huh. So if I round that to, say, a foot a minute, you're probably something like uh, maybe 70 feet underground. So you guys have maybe a, an hour, a little over an hour, an hour and a half. What if that had been oil? It would have been exciting. <laughs> also, I, I assume could have that if I do... A, a, or an arcana check that this would be magical. Make the check and find out. I have to check magic. Oh, yeah. It's going terribly. Yeah, maybe. What am magic? Uh, arcana checks don't tell you if things are magic anymore. They just they tell you about magic. Magic. Oh. For ten you, minutes. For apparently to know if something is magic or not, you have to cast detect magic. I cast what Yanni's doing. I cast detect magic. Okay. It, um, everything I remember it it'll have an aura <laughs> around it. If it's magic, it's blocked by one foot of stone. It's, you know, radiation. Right, yeah, the same rules for radiation. Uh, faint aura, and I get to know it's school of magic, if any. So okay. 30 feet away from me for 10 minutes. It is definitely alive, and it is definitely magical. Yep. And can you, do you see it all 30 feet? Yeah. Is there? Is it within thirty feet in all directions? As far as you can see, without the stone. Hey, go ask mommy. 
Okay, it is... Okay, I'm I'm starting to lean towards getting back up on this. As I walk, I walk. Oh, let's try this. I walk over and cast poison spray on it. I was hoping somebody was going to do an attack because this will perfectly end the episode. And we're at fifty minutes anyway. I'm scared. Oh, um, well, but as I say that, I want to tell you guys. I think we may need to think about backup for this if this doesn't work. Okay. So you cast poison spray at it, and it will it will. Kind of soak into the area where you just cast it and start to diffuse, although it's hard to tell it's black. And you hear, I guess the only way I could describe it would be if you had some sort of super huge gigantic beast that was crying out in pain, but it doesn't really have a single mouth. It's a very low, slow kind of sound. You know, that's the kind of thing you guys hear, but it's very pervasive, you know, very much giving away that this isn't a live thing and it is definitely advancing upward. Yeah. It sounds like a woman. Did it? Stop advancing when I cast. That part of it didn't rise any longer, but as more, you know, ripples of stuff came in, it kind of just enveloped that spot. And then, you know, fairly quickly went back to its normal state. Okay. So, that's where we're going to stop with whatever the heck this gigantic yeah. ooze is, which you have to admit is new. I don't, I don't know about, you know, maybe Josiah has seen something like it in oh. the campaign, but... Guys, I have a plan. In ten years, I haven't. But... I sure hope you write it down, because we will not remember until next week. I'll, I'll write it down, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, your plan, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you think we'll play this? Yeah. There's a probability of We'll see. Okay, well. so let me go ahead and hit stop here. So thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're intrigued by the whatever giant mass of black oozes. That, by the way, was a thing that came about because of something you said, Elder, but I don't remember what. Okay. Uh, five minutes ago, I was like, that would be the coolest monster. So, all right. Not a dragon. Not a dragon. Not a dragon. Welcome to Dungeons and Not Dragons. Dungeons and Black Slimes. That wraps things up for today's episode of Downfall, our Dungeons and Dragons role-playing podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes, donating through PayPal on our website, supporting us on Patreon, or spreading the word to your friends. You can send us an email anytime at downfalldnd at gmail.com. We love hearing from fans and love hearing what you guys enjoyed about the show. Thanks for listening.